You are listening to the Coach's Ed Podcast, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. This is Pablo with Rush Coach Development. Um, we're really lucky today. We have our executive director, Nick Penn, and the founder of the Rush Select program um, right here with us. So how are you, Nick, today? Doing wonderful. Thanks, Pablo. My pleasure. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to to talk to me um, about the program. Absolutely. So, Nick, um, oh, my God, you're probably the most experienced person with uh, the very founder, Tim Schultz, in Rush Soccer. Um, and um, you started the entire Rush Select program. What, 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 was, what was the story? When, when did that happen? Um, yeah, well, I was uh, the director of coaching, the technical director of Rush Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs. And uh, I was around a bunch of really good players and uh, really good coaches. And it just sparked me that I want to be around uh, even better if I can. And we had Virginia Rush, we had New Mexico Rush and Colorado Rush. There wasn't many of us at the start. And um, I wondered if we could see if we could put like a little all-star team together. And so we started with six players from Pikes Peak, six players from Virginia Rush and six players from Colorado Rush. And we went out to the U.S. Club National Tournament, U.S. Club Soccer Nationals and uh, won it. And uh, it, was, it was amazing to be around some of the coaches we were with. We had World Cup coaches in uh, Jay Hoffman. Uh, Tim was part of it and myself and a couple of others. And, and just uh, it was an amazing event to be around these world-class coaches and some of the best players we had in uh, Colorado Rush, Virginia Rush and Pikes Peak Rush all playing together. So that sort of sparked it to say, hey, we can uh, take this a little bit further and, and just build the program from there. Do you remember it? Do you remember that? That's messy. Do you remember what year that was, more or less? I believe it was around 2010. I think that sounds about right. Oh wow! And how how many how many players were there? So it was one team. So we're talking about what 50 players total a pool. Yeah, and in fact, the the very first time we did it, um, I I approached Tim with the idea, and he said, uh, "Well, go make a program." I was like, "Okay, we'll give it a go." And uh, I charged fifteen dollars a player back then, uh, and I did everything from the registration to uh, the getting the uniforms taken care of and making sure all the jerseys and number shirts were good. And uh, literally, we had two teams: we had a U sixteen boys and a U seventeen boys, and that's how it started. Uh, Colin Warner was one of those guys on that. Uh, uh, Jimmy Conklers. There was a number of uh, players that went on to play at a decent level. Incredible! And look at the. What, what are the numbers today of the select program? Oh, they are immense. We have four regional programs. Uh, each of those regional programs has three age groups. Uh, I couldn't even tell you. So probably in the thousands of kids are being nominated or being participating. Uh, way, way over a thousand. Thousands of kids have had the opportunity to be part of it over the last few years from uh, just local kids here from Pikes Peak uh, up to Alaska and even the great Lindsay Horan has been on the program out in Florida with us as a Rush Elect player. So we have uh, some pretty good alumni in there too. Completely, completely. And I think, um, and I don't want to talk on behalf of anybody else, but I, I think it's most likely the program that our, our partner clubs find more, the, the more value in. And, um, and I think it's really easy, of course, to visualize how the Rush Select program is, is valuable for our players. But what would you say when it comes to, to our coaches? Because I think there's a lot of value for our coaches as well. What would you say there? 
Absolutely. That was, again, one of the top two reasons that I got in the program. Um, often as technical directors, you're, you're leading more than you're, uh, you're learning, you're teaching more than you're getting. Um, so it's just an avenue to be around even better coaches. Uh, I know I'm not the best coach in all of Russia. There's plenty of out there that are way better than me. So uh, selfishly, I just said, hey, if I get myself around those guys, I can get better myself. So uh, just being around, we have the mentors that come out. So if you're a, a mentor coach in the mentor program, you get to experience part of Rush Select at the camps or at the President's Day tournament in Phoenix. Um, and just the ability to be around other player coaches with different knowledge, with different ideas, uh, all playing under the Rush way, but with their own little nuances to take it to the next level. So it's it's been an awesome experience. And then in addition, when you go out and play some uh, – international teams you get to be around some of uh, the best coaches in the world and uh, get to learn from those guys too that's awesome and in fact that that was going to be my my next question and i mean after all of these years what do you what do you consider were the best coaching experiences that that you lived through the program um i think spending a, a week at real madrid wasn't bad uh with uh u16 boys Um, we actually lost 8-0 to Real Madrid. They could have probably scored another 10 goals if they wanted. Uh, but to be trained by their coaches at the Real Madrid facility um, on their fields, we were all kitted out in Real Madrid stuff. Uh, I would sit there with my notepad and pen and learn what I could. And that was one of the top programs that I've been to. But I've also had the pleasure, just last year, we was at AC Milan. I've uh, been at Ajax, um, also been at Roma and Lazio. So there's been plenty of opportunities to be with and against and watching and learning from some of the best European clubs that are out there. In that sense, and, and, and maybe when I say this, um, it's more related to our colleagues than, than coaches that we meet occasionally on a trip. But were you, were you particularly impressed or do you have any specific memories of a coach that, that you work with or that you faced They, they, you said, wow, he's, he's amazing. I learned so much from him. Yeah, and it goes both ways, actually. Um, as I'll go back to the Real Madrid guys. Um, I was there with Arian Hoxha from Hawaii. And uh, those guys, just, just the way they were calm, but uh, they didn't get overexcited, lots of teaching, um, and really uh, had the kids uh, at ease, which enabled them to learn much easier. There was... It, It was high pace, it was quick, it was intense, uh, but it wasn't stressful. And so I felt like our kids learned loads and little things. They would run double sessions and they'd run the same session in the morning as they did in the afternoon. Um, and I feel like, myself included, a lot of coaches over here feel like we have to have a different session for every single time we go out to the field for eight weeks, three times a week. Whereas those guys are doing the same session twice a day, wants to learn how to understand the exercise, what they're trying to get out of it, and then the second time to go to learn how to use it in a soccer situation. So that was really good. And then I've been against some coaches. Uh, we won't name any of them, but uh, we was in Barcelona at the Mediterranean International Cup, and uh, the both of the opposing coaches got sent off. So I'm not sure if it's because they were playing American guys, but um, they just got out of control and ended up leaving and just making sure uh, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> that's that's a good story. It's just true that it, it does go both ways in that sense. Um, now you're you're touching a topic that I really that I'm really intrigued about. So Nick, you, you travel internationally with national teams from rush soccer and played against incredible top level clubs and teams. 
in the world. Um, what do you think were, I mean, are both in both ways, right? In, in favor, positive and negative. What, what do you think were the differences between our players and our coaches in comparison to theirs? I think that at the younger age groups, we are as athletic, um, probably as organized. Um, so we compete well. So when the U13s and 14s go out to, whether it's the Montecatini Cup or um, out to Milan with the girls, we compete pretty well. We're as athletic. We, uh, like American-style soccer, strong, organized, disciplined, and athletic. Um, whereas I, what I feel like is, The European guys have those little nuances. They understand when to check their shoulder. They understand where the pressure is. They understand to bump you when the balls come in. They understand to gain the position before uh, you can get to the ball. They've already won the space. And so maybe at the younger age groups, that hasn't shown through. And then we go out with the 15s, 16s and 17s and, uh, and it's a different ball game. Now they are as athletic as organized and now their little nuances and the technical ability they have is just is just a different level as i said we we've tied fiorentina uh, i think uh, they tied juventus we we've beaten some big time italian teams um atalanta we beat and then we lose eight nil when we we're at 16 or we lose seven nil to ajax so i think that at the younger age groups and for me probably the uh the saturation of the game over there. They, they play it on the, every day. They see it on TV every day. It's just 100% their culture. They have exposure to it and um, just those little extra nuances. It's like me, I can shoot a couple of good basketballs, but you put me in a game, I have no idea the nuances of the game. So I would get destroyed. And I feel like that's, that's where America is when they catch up on those nuances, which is getting better with the training and the coaches and, and the more generations coming through. But that would be the, the main differences, positive and negative. We can compete at 13 and 14. Uh, we struggle at 16 and 17. That, that's such an interesting, an interesting point that, that you're sharing. And, and even if we don't really dive in into this subject right now, I remember talking to one of our colleagues about this, this type of trips as well. And, uh, and his response was um, the difference after 13, 14, is that um, if they if, if we're locked in a 1v3 situation, um, we lose the ball. And if they're locked in a 1v3 situation or 2v3, some, somehow they're going to have the, the, the capacity of getting out of there. So basically, he was telling me it's a creativity um, matter. It's, a, it's about the, those, those little details that get you out of those situations that we were lacking. Do you? Yeah, do you yeah I, I do. And I think that the solutions come from just being exposed to it more and more and more. And they're watching it on TV every day and they recognize this solution to these problems. Whereas often, um, maybe in Colorado, we have the Colorado Rapids here, um, but that's a long way from Colorado Springs to go watch a game every weekend. Uh, we do have some on TV. Um, and so we don't see the game as much to recognize and learn those solutions to those problems in addition, other than next practice three times a week for an hour and 15 minutes down in the park. So I think, uh, yeah, understanding those solutions and seeing the ways of getting out of them helps to build that creativity and, you know, just has more options in your brain to get out of those situations. 100%, 100%. 
Um, so Nick, would you like to give any final message to our coaches? It can be related to select or not. This is uh, just just a free space for you if you want to share something. Yeah, I think that um, it, the tough one is for select is the kids that get chosen and the kids that don't get chosen. And uh, just because they're not the world greatest player at 12, that doesn't mean they can't be very, very good at 18, 19. Um, I put my own kid as one of the directors on the club on the second team in Pikes Peak because that's where he belonged to be. And now he's beginning to grow. He's understanding the game a little more. And I'm not rushing him. Uh, we moved. He moved up for State Cup to play in a couple of games there in the top team. And he's just slowly developing. I think that if I'd have rushed him into the first team or trying to got him in select, um, could have probably broken him. So just be patient with these kids that um, are maybe a little smaller or not as technical right now or just are, are not quite there with the others. So just let them know that, hey, select is for you. It might not be today. I can see the future. And just uh, make sure that we're looking at the long-term development of these athletes and not just trying to uh, get everything you can out of them right now. Excellent, Nick. Th thanks again very much for, for the time. It was a brilliant conversation and uh, I, th I think this is going to be amazing for our coaches. So thank you. Thank you very much. And um, we look forward to having you again on, an, on another podcast. Appreciate it, Pablo. Thanks a lot, man. Thank, 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 thanks for listening to Coaches Education exclusively on the Rush Pop Podcast Network.